At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Amen? So, I just want to talk a little bit about the purpose of this church for 34 years. At the end of the day, when all the dust settles on why you do what you do in life, when everything is settled, why, why do you do what you do in life? Why, why do we pastor this church? Why do we stay here? Why have we been here for 34 years? Why do we continue to do what we do? Number one, because God told us to do it. Number two, God's continued to tell us to do this. We have strong vision for the future. Um, there's no backing off. There's no backing away. There's no backing down. There's no tiring out. There's no such thing as retirement. You know, you can shift gears and do something else, but you don't retire, you rehire. You reconfigure, you do things in a different way. You, you, but, but you never retire from the kingdom of God, ever, from His purpose in the earth. Never do you retire from it. But when all the dust settles and everything, the church has to do with the renewing of the mind. The church is about salvation, right? The, the church is about you and I being born again. You must be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus that, and we've been saying that. The church has been saying that for over 2,000 years. You must be born again. Everybody sitting in here today was born one time, but you must be born a second time. But after you're born again, spiritually, okay, then what matters on planet earth is that you are born again, you're saved soulishly. And that's every day. That's every day, and it never stops. And you can't take a vacation from it. What I found is that in the world of the church, that a lot of people don't know about renewing their mind and becoming doers of the Word. Renewing your mind means you've got to change the way you think. You can't think based on your past if you weren't raised in the church where you were taught the principles of God's kingdom. You could have been raised in a church organization, but they didn't teach the principles. You can preach messages and not preach the principles of the kingdom that empower you to renew your mind. That's what the church is about. And if you weren't brought up that way, you've got to leave some things in the past and you've got to press into the today and in the future. And if you don't and your mind is not renewed, then you will live on this, in this life, you will live literally as a pauper in comparison to what you, how you could live in this life. And I'm not just talking about in the material realm. I'm talking about in the every realm. Spirit, soul, and body. How things are in your life and how they manifest in your life. 
the church of Jesus Christ is the hope of the world because we're the church, and if we have Christ revealed in us, then we are the hope that the world needs. The world doesn't need another government. The world doesn't need another government official to change the whole world. We want it, we, as we've talked about, we sign up people to, to help people sign up to vote so that we can, that people can vote their convictions and we need to vote the right people in. All of that's good. But, a, but another candidate is not the hope of the world. It's some hope and some expectation, but the hope of the world is Christ revealed in humanity. For 34 years, that's what our purpose has been about. It's always been about that, and it'll always be about that. We've never been about anything else. We've never been about anything else. We've been about the righteousness of God being revealed in you. Your mind renewed with how things are right. And you have to develop that righteousness every day. I have a verse that I read around here sometimes, but not a whole lot. But I really like this verse. It's out of Proverbs, and it's become really big to me since a year ago, January, we started, I started reading a proverb a day. And as I would read a proverb a day, um, God began to give me revelation from Proverbs like I'd never had before. And I've read Proverb a day for years. But I started it in the congregation. Most of you started it. Many of you started it. I'm talking about a year ago. It's been a year and a half now. And I've never stopped, and I'll, I don't think I'll ever stop reading a Proverb a day because of what it's produced. I've read it in different translations. And this is one of the translations that, that this verse has... It has gone, it's taken me a while to get, in a year and a half, the revelation that I've gotten from this one verse. And it's Proverbs 13, 3, and it's in the Passion Translation. And it says, and, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was looking at the wrong one. Proverbs 16, 31 in the Passion Translation. Proverbs 16, 31. Proverbs 13, 3 is a good one, too. But 16, 31. Old age with wisdom will crown you with dignity and honor. So the older you get, God's plan is for you to be crowned with dignity and honor. But the rest of this verse, Gemini. For it takes a lifetime of righteousness to acquire it. It takes a lifetime of consistency, of being a doer of the Word, and letting the seed of the Word transform your entire life, to transform everything about you. You can try to transform yourself. You can try to overcome things in your life, you can try, 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 and trying just doesn't get it done. You have to be a doer of it. And the only thing on planet earth that can empower you to be a doer is 
in the seed of the Word itself. And you have to understand that. That doesn't, that, that, just because you say that, you can hear me say that, that doesn't mean, mean that makes sense to you. But an example that I've always used is that, you know, the, 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 the potential for bushels and bushels of apples is in the seed of an, uh, uh, of, is in an apple seed. The potential for that is in there. But you have to do with that seed what needs to be done. It's got to go in the ground. It's got to be watered. It's got to be cultivated so that it can produce the bushels. But the bushels are in the seed. Your harvest in every area of your life is in the seed of the Word. But you have to plant the seed. You have to declare the seed. You have to be... You have to to develop a daily routine of the seed of that word, and from that it produces every single thing that you need, but it takes a lifetime of doing that to get the results. You and I can you can you can produce some results in your life just in the natural. I mean, I mean some of us here are smarter than other people, have more talents and abilities. You can produce some things. But the only thing that produces and, 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 and empowers you with longevity to accomplish what that verse of Scripture is talking about right there is the seed of the Word coming out of your mouth. What, I, what I'm realizing after 64 years of living, after 45 years of salvation, what I'm realizing today is that in the seed of the Word that I confess every day is the power to make me want to do it. You mean that the Word will make you want to be consistent? Yeah. But you have to be consistent with the Word. The empowerment, the desire, everything will follow if you are consistent with the Word. That's what we've been around, about around here for the last 34 years. I guess that that can get kind of boring after a while. I guess that can get a little mundane. I guess something. But all I can all I can do is talk for myself over the last 45 years of my salvation is that my desire for the word of God is at a height and a level it's never been in my life. And because I speak the Word every day in so many ways, and, and I pray for so many different people, it's like every day as I'm speaking the Word, because I've done it for a long, long time on purpose, there's not a day that goes by when, that I'm confessing the Word that I'm reminded of something that I confess 
I see that it manifested there, maybe not just in my life, but in other people's lives because I pray for so many different people. Wow, I see that happened here. I mean, you can focus on what it looks like isn't happening. Well, you know, I prayed and it just didn't happen. I guess God didn't want me. No, no, there's, there's doubt and unbelief involved in that, those kind of, that kind of wording and statement. And what you need to continue to do is not try to get rid of doubt and unbelief. You need to keep speaking the word. Because in the seed of the word is the ability to get rid of that doubt and unbelief. Only in the seed of the word. Not you just trying to have enough faith. No, you'll never have enough faith if you're trying to have enough faith. You've been dealt a measure of faith like your neighbor has. Anybody sitting next to you, everybody in here, been dealt the same measure of faith. But God wants the faith in our lives to be developed, but it takes the seed of the word to develop in you revelation that the things that you're saying are really true so that in given situations, when you need faith and operation, you're able to speak it and see it come to pass. That's what we've been about here for the last 34 years. I like this verse. First Timothy three fifteen. If I, if we've preached this once around here in thirty four years, we've preached it probably maybe ten thousand times, huh? Maybe that's too many. Maybe a thousand times but we've preached it a bunch. We've talked about it a bunch. But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Old Testament, house of God, is New Testament, church of God. First, for, uh, uh, Ephesians 1 says that the house of God is the church. The church is His body. In the earth, we're the body of Jesus Christ. But the church of the living God, which is the pillar and the ground of the truth. It's the pillar and the ground of the truth. The church should be about the truth before it's about anything else. The church is about more than programs. It's about more than what it can do in this situation or that situation, it has to be first and foremost about it being the pillar and the ground of truth. And the pillar of truth, the pillar, what are pillars? They're the strength that hold everything up, right? In here there's steel beams that are pillars here. You take those out and it crumbles. It implodes. It turns in and falls in. The Word of God is like those steel beams, those posts, those pillars. And when the Word is strong, the church thrives. But it takes a lifetime of doing what's right according to God's way of thinking and operating 
that produces the results that we're talking about. That's what we've been here for for the last 34 years. And another thing that we, I'm just going to say this and then I'll just, I'm, I'm tying it into my message today. I'm preaching continuously this month on liberty and I'm just tying it into it, but I'm going to read this verse also. Um, the Bible says that flesh and blood is not your problem in life. People are not the issue, the, the problem. But principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. So wouldn't it be like the enemy <clears throat> to convince you that people are the problem? So the voice of the enemy is going to come at you with, well, but they did this. Yeah, and if this person had done that, then this wouldn't have happened. Getting you jealous of something that somebody else is doing. The Bible says when good things happen to people, the Bible tells us to rejoice. But the devil comes and says, you know, tells you some lie about a person, and it causes you to be jealous. But all of the things, all of those things that have to do with other people, what's behind that is fear. See, the, words, the Word of God says, flesh and blood's not your problem. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness are trying to tell you people are your problem. For 34 years, we've been teaching you that people are not the problem. And you need to hear it for 34 years and beyond. You need to hear it every day of your life. You need to be reminded of it all the time because the devil works overtime to convince you people are the problem. So here's what the Word says. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. This is Moses to the children of Israel as they were going into the promised land, the ones that were going in. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear or be afraid of your enemy. So, if there's somebody that you're thinking of right now, okay? Everybody just close your eyes just for a second and think of somebody maybe that's a problem to you. Now look at me. So the person that maybe is a problem to you, somebody that is an issue to you, the Bible says they're not the issue. And the Bible just told us the way for them to not be the issue, the them, he said don't be afraid of them, the them is who? The enemy, okay? And the enemy is not that person but the enemy's trying to get you to believe it's that person. 
So he said, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. That revelation is what we've been talking about for 34 years at Gates of the City. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And you've got to believe that so that you won't, be, you won't allow yourself to be moved by them. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, the them is people. If the devil didn't have people to use against you, there'd be no issue. He's already defeated. And so if there's, you're the only one on the planet, there was nobody else to get under your skin, no problem. So the them is the people. But the Bible says, them are not your problem. But because we live in this world, the them are in our face, in our minds, in our thought life. It's in our thinking. We think of, we meditate. How much the person you just thought about a minute ago, how much do you think about that person? How much attention do you give them and do you allow them to control your thinking? That's what we've been talking about for 34 years. How to overcome that. People are not your problem. The devil is the problem. Amen? So don't be afraid of the people. Don't be moved by the people. Don't don't give in in your emotions to what people are doing to you because you've got to remind yourself they're not the problem. So, you'll keep hearing that kind of stuff at Gates of the City if you hang around here. But what I want to just kind of end what I've been saying today with, with a number of different scriptures, is what I said last week, that liberty in God comes from kingdom authority. We've been talking about that for 34 years. That liberty in God comes from the kingdom authority that you walk in. Jesus paid the price then he empowered us to enforce what he paid for. And if you're not enforcing, if you're not learning how to enforce kingdom principles in the earth, then the earth isn't changing. The earth will not change because of what Jesus did alone. If it would, it would have already changed. And Jesus did everything he said he did. But why in the earth is there so much stuff out there that looks like it's not working? Only one reason. Not God. Don't blame God for any of this mess down here. One reason and one reason only. The church, the body of Jesus Christ is not enforcing That enemy's defeat. We're too moved by them. Too moved by Democrats and Republicans. Too moved by what everybody else says instead of believing what God's Word says. 
I just ask you again today, just each and every one of you individually, how much word do you speak out of your mouth every day? That determines whether you have the ability to not be moved by them. God's no respecter of person. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what he tells me. Bert, you're going to be moved by that person right there because you're paying attention to what the enemy's telling you about that. I don't care how true it is. If you can do something about it, led by the Spirit, then do it. Otherwise, shut up. Did you hear what I said? If Holy Ghost is telling you to do something, I mean, you should have done it yesterday. Do it. But otherwise, you got to deal daily with declaring what God says is so. So that you hear yourself and that you are daily making changes in your soul. How long does it take? A whole lifetime. I, I want to. I just want to. Uh, I want to confess something to you that I speak over my wife and I every day. This isn't. I mean, it's it's personal, but it's not personal where I, w- I wouldn't say this. You get what I'm saying, right? <clears throat> Probably not. But um, so. This is found in Psalm 92 in the Amplified Translation. Psalm 92, and I'm, I, I, think it star, I think it starts with verse 13, I think. But I, I don't have it in Scripture form. I just wrote it out. And this is what I say over my wife and I every day. Becky and I are the uncompromisingly righteous. We flourish like the palm tree. We live long, stately, Upright, useful, and fruitful. I can't even get through it. Because it's so true. I've been saying it for years over us, and it's so absolutely true. We grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. We're planted in the house of the Lord, and we flourish in the courts of our God, which is everything else other than the house. We flourish in the house, and we flourish outside the house. Growing in grace, we bring forth fruit as we grow older in age. We are full of sap, spiritual vitality, and we're rich in the verdure, the freshness of trust, love, and contentment. And this last part, We are memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to His promises. That's the crowning of glory and honor. 
to be crowned with glory and honor. I mean, what, what, what are you going to make people honor you and crown you with glory? No, 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 no. No, you just, you just, and you know what? It doesn't matter whether anybody else thinks we're crowned with it or not. She and I wear crowns, you know, we go to bed at night with crowns on our head. No. I'm saying we're crowned with glory and honor. It's going to continue to be that way because we believe what he says. Because we're doers of that word, and in the seed of the word is the results for all this to manifest and come to pass. We are memorials. We are living memorials that when people look at us, they say that God is upright and faithful to his promises because the promises are manifest in us. See, you can take that as, well, you know, that sounds kind of prideful. Well, I'm just taking the truth. For 34 years, we've been preaching this, living this. When she was saying, when we first came and we jumped into it here thinking, you know, it was going to be like where we came from, we had no idea. We had no idea what was happening in this town. I'm not I'm not cursing the town. There's nothing about the town. It's the devil that didn't want what we already had to manifest. 34 years we've been doing that, advancing in the kingdom authority and allowing what the Word says to be truth above everything else. And man, I mean, it takes a lifetime of doing what's right to see that established because if you ever take a break from it, you could break from that for the rest of your life. Because there's a deceiver out there that will deceive you into thinking it's okay. I know people everywhere that started really strong. My wife and I are like the tortoise in the childhood story. We've just remained faithful. And those that don't quit, they reap. Everything. Everything. But today, today, it's like what I am so grateful about, it has to work in you for it to work through you. Did you hear me? But what I'm so grateful for is that it works for other people. That, that, that my prayers every day for all of you and for so many other people, the prayers, they're working because I believe them because they work in me. Not perfectly. Everything, you're all, we're always growing. We're always getting better and better all the time. But the fact that it works, then it works for other people. Not a day goes by when I pray for all of you and for the people that I pray for all over the world that I don't know of something that has happened and God reminds me, your prayers were a part of that. Your prayers were a part of that. You won't know. You won't know till you get to heaven. Really, I mean, you'll be bits and pieces, but you don't really know the effects of your prayers until you get to heaven. And what I don't want, I don't want to get to heaven and have nothing. 
and have to start over and keep going and, you know, I should have, should have, would have, could have, should have, this and that and the other. No. I want it working now. And where you learn things like this is right here in the church. That's what Gates of the City has always been about for 34 years, to make sure that you become a believer of being a doer of the Word of God so that the seed of the Word transforms and changes your life. And as you enter into old age, as he said, just meaning just the older you get, that you're crowned with glory and honor because, because you're, you become living memorials that God is faithful and true to his promise. And everybody sitting in here right now could sit there in your mind and say, but you don't know what's going on in this situation. But the seed of the word's got the answer. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. The seed of the word has the answer. The <clears throat> Liberty in God comes from kingdom authority. Second Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where is the Spirit of God? Everybody just point to yourself. Spirit of God's in you. So what's in there? Liberty. Freedom. Deliverance. In every way and in every situation in life, the liberty is there because the Spirit of God's there. But you and I have to be partakers of it. John 8, 32, and you'll know the truth. And the truth you know, in other words, is what makes you free. That's what produces the liberty and the freedom. It's the truth that you know. And you'll never know the truth if the truth doesn't come out of your mouth on a day-to-day -day basis. That's what we've taught here at Gates of the City for 34 years. The kingdom of God, and I've, <clears throat> last couple of services, we've, I've given you this definition, but the kingdom of God <clears throat> is, I defined it last week as the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. It's God's way of thinking and doing. That's why, at the end of the day, when all the dust settles, your life has to be about the, renewal, the renewing of your mind so that you think like God and you do as God would do. And you'll never do that thinking like you've thought in the past. I mean, stop and think for a moment about some thinking that got you nowhere. Well, I don't want to stay in nowhere. I want to stay in, a, in an advancing state. I want to be moving forward. I want to be embracing everything that God has promised in His Word. Amen? I want to be a living memorial that God is faithful to His promise because it can be seen in me. I mean, wouldn't you rather be that than people look at you and look, you know, they know God in that one, that grouch and man mad at all the time and angry at everybody and their dog and, I mean, you know kicking their dog and all this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, why, why would you want to be known like that? I wouldn't, huh? 
I want people to look and just say, man, there's got to be a God in heaven because, I mean, how, if God could do something in that guy, there's got to be some good God. Right? And I know a lot of people today that grew up with me that think that way today. There's got to be a God in heaven. If he could do it with that guy. We need to be reminded of that all the time. So I want to end with this passage. Well, these three passages in the same chapter. Romans 8 and verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did it by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but we walk according to the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom and liberty. And what it takes on our part is learning how to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Flesh proved it could do nothing. God did through Jesus Christ. Did did it not just say that God did it? Huh? Did God do it? Did He overcome all that? Adam and Eve lost what God had given them in the garden. Okay? He lost it. They lost it. 4,000 years Man had no presence of God internally. God brought that back. What the flesh couldn't do because it was weak, God did when He sent His Son. Did He finish the work? Is it a done thing? Yeah. Why is it not working for everybody today? Because we have to work it. Through what? You'll know the truth, and the truth you know will make you Whom the Son sets free, 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 free. He set us free. Now we have to embrace it. He won't do it for us, but He will help us. That's what the Spirit is here to do, is to help us. But we have to walk in the things of the Spirit. Then uh, verse 19 of the same chapter here. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits hmm, for all the animals to rise up. your next-door neighbor's dog, to get revelation. Thank God for dogs. How many have dogs? Okay, everybody like dogs, okay? We like animals, right? God blessed us with animals, and we're to treat them good and treat them right and all that kind of stuff. But they were not created in the image of God like you and I were. Can you say amen? So, for the earnest expectation of creation, the world is eagerly waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Sons and daughters of God. Sons are, are, are men and men with a womb, right? Man and man with a womb, that's the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious what? Liberty of the children of God. So the liberty 
is waiting on us. He did it. He already did it all. He's never going to do anything else. Jesus is not coming down from heaven again where in, in the state of planet earth and the dispensation of time that we know now, he already did it. He's coming back. But not to affect this dispensation of time. He's coming back for the church. He's coming back for humanity. And we all know he's coming back. There's a lot of discrepancy about when he's coming back, but he is coming back. But what are we waiting on now? You, if you've ever said it out of your mouth, clean it up. If you've ever heard people say it, don't rebuke them. But don't listen to it and don't give in to it. If you've ever said, I'm just waiting on God. Now, you can wait in the presence of God on what God wants you to do. But if you're waiting on God for things to get fixed, the Bible says creation's waiting on you. Liberty and freedom, it's waiting on you and I to have this revelation that in the seed of the Word, is everything that we do need to make changes in ourselves and to change planet Earth. You know where the Apostle Paul, I think it's in Romans 4, 5, or 6, he says, he said, uh, 5, he said, I glory in tribulation knowing, knowing, I'm glorying in tribulation by knowing. And in that passage, it's like he's saying, devil, fire your best shot. You can tribulate me and bring stuff against me and cause me to be in pain and frustration and all these kind of things, but your best shot can't win because of what I know. We have to become convinced Yes, of what he did, but then we have to become convinced of how important it is and what our part is to enforce that. That's what this passage just talked about right now. The earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons and the daughters of God. And in that last part of that, also being delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The corruption out there is going to change when we change. When we change, then that changes. And the only way we change is when we change the way we think, we renew our mind when all the dust settles what matters is that your mind is renewed, you're thinking like God, and you're advancing the kingdom. So when you leave planet Earth, when you're done here, you just step over the other side, just man, I mean like with a steamroller, coming in, not, not hiding in a cave somewhere and just barely squeaking in. No, we're rolling in because we're just going from one place to the next. Heaven's a real place, but this earth that we know, it's a fallen earth, and it's, there's going to be a new one of these. But now we can, by the Spirit of God, make changes in the earth that in the natural people think you can't make. Because up here you can't, but in here you can't. And creation is waiting for the church to say, here I am, Lord, use me, use me.
Every day, use me. You know how you're used by God? You sow the seed of God's word on the inside of you through the, what you say out of your mouth, and you learn to develop the ability to hear his voice and how to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. That's how you're a participant with God. You know, he called us joint heirs with him. You know what a joint heir is? That means there's two partners that have 50% of the deal. God gave us 50% of his kingdom. <laughs> and he said, now you do your part. I've already done mine. That's why the earth is in such a mess. The church hasn't done its part. But are we changing that? Amen? Is the church changing the planet earth? Yeah, but not without a fight. The devil's not going to just roll over and let it happen. No, 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 no. He'll come in from every direction. But greater is he that's in me always. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, no matter what. No matter what. And then this last two verses, Romans 8, 31 and 32. What should we say then? Based on, you go back and read the whole chapter, but the, the verses of Scripture that I say, I, I just, I like ending today with this. What shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who shall be against us? Two questions. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And the only way that these all things are, will be given to us is if we take responsibility for our part. That's what we've been about for the last 34 years at Gates of the City. It's teaching people how to take responsibility for their part. You know, I, I, I got over being tired of people blaming everybody else for their problems. If you're not taking responsibility for yourself in the kingdom of God, then you're going to blame other people. So just smile when people blame you or blame somebody else. Or if these people didn't do this and this wouldn't happen, we, we're, we're, we're suffering because of this smile, this smile, this smile. No, that's not it. I don't care what. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how your mind tries to talk you into this is a separate, special deal. No, no, no. Flesh and blood is never the problem as we've said today. But the devil will try and work overtime convincing you that flesh and blood is the problem. So when you're listening to thoughts and ideas that flesh and blood are your problem, you're in fear and you're listening to lies. Not the problem. We've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness we've been given everything and the whole world is waiting on us and he is here to reveal to us everything that he has given to us what he's done for us and we can't lose because when he reveals it to you and I and we implement it in the earth then the earth changes and we are life we are earth changers can you say amen to that we are people changing planet Earth today. Just a little 
condensed version of what we've been doing around here for 34 years. And it's all about the Word. All about the Word. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.